So if your Bibles are still open there, just, just follow along as we spend just a few minutes in his word. I wonder how many of you can relate to the psalmist in verse 1 where he says, from where does my help come? This is, this is the cry of a man in distress, the cry of a man at the end of his own rope, a man in some kind of peril, a man in some kind of need, some kind of danger, some kind of toil, some kind of snare, and he's, he's wondering where he is going to find the help he needs. And so he, he asks the question, where is my help going to come from? Where is it going to come from? And then, as quickly as he asks the question, he answers the question. Where's my help coming from? My help comes from the Lord. Where's my help coming from? My help comes from the Lord. Here, here's a man who is willing to say two things that too many of us refuse to say. I need help. My help comes from the Lord. I need help. My help comes from the Lord. You ever find it hard to say one or both of those things? You ever find it hard to say, I need help? We live in a generation of self-help and self-sufficiency and self-confidence and self-reliance. And the idea of saying, I need help, doesn't seem to cross anyone's mind nowadays. We need to live this way. I need help. My help comes from the Lord. You need this right now. I need help to endure the next 15 minutes. My help comes from the Lord. I need help to stay alive. My help comes from the Lord. I need help for the forgiveness of my sins. My help comes from the Lord. I need help to really listen and learn and love across the, the racial and cultural divide. My help comes from the Lord. I need help in the face of my trials. My help comes from the Lord. I need help in the face of social and racial injustice. My help comes from the Lord. I need help to hope in this present election cycle. My help comes from the Lord. I, I need help in the face of violence against authorities and against children. My, my help comes from the Lord. I need help to overcome my many sins and my deep and strong addictions. My help comes from the Lord. I need help to resist the push and the pull of the world upon my heart. My help comes from the Lord. I need help. My help comes from the Lord. I want us to reflect on this just for a few minutes. Who is our help and how does he help? Who is our help and how does he help? Who is our help? Well, the, the psalm says to us, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, the sovereign one, the king, the ruler. 
My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So who is our help? The answer is the all-powerful, never-weary, never-sleeping creator of all things. Who is your help? Who is my help? The all-powerful. How do we know he's all-powerful? He's the maker of heaven and earth. By a word of his power, by just simply speaking, he spoke all the galaxies into existence. He spoke all the creatures into existence. By the word of his power, he is the maker of heaven and earth. Who is your help? Who is your helper? The all-powerful, never-weary, never-sleeping creator of all things. He never slumbers. He never is weary. He is never tired. He never yawns. He never dozes off. He never loses uh, attention. He never gets distracted. He is always focused, always alert, always strong, always full of energy. He is our helper. Who is our help? Well, our help is a helper. And who is our helper? The all-powerful, never-weary, never-sleeping creator of all things. And friends and brothers and sisters, if God, if this is who God is, all-powerful, maker of heaven and earth, creator of all things, who never gets tired, do you not think that just maybe perhaps He's going to be strong enough for you and strong enough for me in the troubles and struggles of our lives. He who is able to do all that is able to take care of you. I need help. My help shall come from the Lord. So who is our help and helper? The all-powerful, the never-weary, the never-sleeping creator of all things. Now, how does he help? Notice it in the text. He helps us in three ways. He is our stability. He is our sun shield. And he is our security. He is our stability, our sun shield, and our security. Verse 3, he is our stability. He will not let your foot be moved. God is our stability. When it feels as if there is a massive global earthquake going on. And I don't know about you, but it feels like it to me right now. It feels like no matter where I look, no matter where on the, pla- the, the face of the planet I look, there are problems, there are issues. The world is shaking, but he will not let your foot be moved. We who are in Christ, we who belong to God, are stabilized, are anchored, are strengthened, are rooted by his power. Our feet will not be moved. The world can rumble and crumble all around us, but our feet will not be moved. He is our stability. Secondly, he is our sun shield. And isn't this appropriate for these days? Verse 5, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Right now we could all use a good deal of shade, don't you think? 
with a nice breeze, sitting under a big tree, cool breeze blowing through. Is this helping at all? Cool breeze blowing through. A little refreshing air, humidity drop, you know, shade. There's something wonderful about shade when the sun is scorching. You look at pictures of ancient Israel where the psalmist would have lived and there are pictures of wilderness and there are pictures of desert and then springing up out of the dry ground is this enormous tree. And the sun is beating down and scorching everything, but there's this enormous tree that is providing great shade for all who wander by. And the psalmist says to us, God is our sun shield. He is, he is our shade. You may be in a point in your life where it feels as if the sun is really scorching. It is physically, but you're thinking emotionally and spiritually where where it is beating down on you. You feel as if your soul is withering up. You're, you're becoming a wilderness in your own spirit. I'm, I'm here to tell you that if you will say, I need help, the Lord is my helper, you will find him bring shade and shelter and covering to your soul. And you will be refreshed. He is our stability. He is our sun shield. He is our security. Notice the rest of the psalm. The rest of the psalm. Verse 4 or verse 3. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Do you notice the repetition? Five times in these few verses the word keep and keeper appear. In the Bible, whenever you see that kind of repetition, it means pay attention. It means this is important. God wants you to hear this. God is your keeper. God is your security. God is your guard. God is the one watching over you. God is the one whose eye is on you. God is the one who is keeping you safe from all harm. The text says to us that he keeps us from all harm everywhere all the time. That's, that's what it says. I'll show you it in just a second. He keeps us from all harm, everywhere, all the time. Notice, notice what it says in verse 7. The Lord will keep you from all evil. Evil in this context is referring to harm, to calamities and trials and sufferings in your life that, that you maybe fear are going to harm you, they're going to ruin you, they're going to destroy you. And God says, no, I will keep you from all harm. It will not harm you. It might hurt, but it won't harm. It might sting, but it won't harm. It might be painful, but it won't harm. I will keep you from all harm everywhere. Notice verse, verse 8. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in. Last time I checked, there are only two options. You're either out or you're in. 
terms of places to be. You're either out or you're in. And what does the psalmist say? The Lord will keep you in your going out, and the Lord will keep you in your coming in. That's everywhere language. That's, that's God saying to us, there is nowhere you can go, there is nowhere you can be, there is nowhere you can be taken where God isn't already there waiting for you to care for you, to watch over you. He will keep you from all harm everywhere all the time. Notice what it says. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. The Lord will keep us from all harm everywhere. You're going out and you're coming in for all time. From this time, right here, right now at 12.30, I'll be done in about two minutes, 12.30, for those of you who are timing, 12.30, this day, from this time, forth. How long? Forevermore. Forevermore. There is no gap between right here and eternity in terms of God's keeping of his people. God is our help. You know, folks, we need somehow to access this, don't we, every day? Because tomorrow morning something's going to happen, or actually this afternoon something's going to happen, which is going to scare you, which is going to threaten you, which is going to anger you, which is going to tempt you. And your emotions and your, your heart is going to get out in front of it, and, and you're going to be afraid, and you're going to panic, and you're going to go into hiding, or you're going to run to a bottle, or run to a drug, or run to this, or run to that. We need to get out ahead of all those emotions, and we need to have truth in our mind, truth in our heart that we speak to ourselves. I think it was, I think it was Martin Lloyd-Jones. I was going to give you a long quote here, but I'll just, uh, don't worry about the quote back there, guys. Uh, just, the one preacher back in the 20th century said this, something like this. He said, the problem with us is that, is that too often we listen to ourselves rather than talk to ourselves. You see, ourselves or that, that emotional reaction thing. We're afraid, we're scared, we're, we're tempted, we're in panic, we're, we're anxious, we're worried. And we listen to the emotions. They take over us, they affect us, they control us. And we need to talk to ourselves. We need to take our emotions and our reactions by the scruff of the neck and say, now be quiet and listen to me. That's what the psalmist does here. He says, where's my help coming from? My help comes from the Lord. And then notice what he does. He changes from first person uh, pronoun to third person. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. Same author goes from I to you. What's he doing? He's talking to himself. He's realizing he's about to lose it. He's about to be afraid. And he says, no. Maybe it was David, we're not sure who the author was, but we'll say it was David for the moment. David says, no, I'm not going to listen to my fears. I'm going to talk to myself. He will not let you, David, self, he will not let you be moved. We need to do that. Grab ourselves by the scruff of the neck in the moment of our fear, in our panic, in our worry, in our anxiety. Grab ourselves and say, listen. Listen. This is what I know. 
I need help. My help comes from the Lord. My helper is the all-powerful, never-weary, never-sleeping creator of everything that is. And he will help me by being my stability, my firm footing. He will help me by being my sun shield when the sun is scorching. He will help me by being my security, keeping me from all harm, everywhere, all the time. We need to preach this to ourselves. So, friends, as I close, that's my parting word to you. My parting word is, don't let this sermon stay here. Take it home with you and preach it to yourself this week because you're going to need it. You're going to need it if for no other reason than to get through the scorching heat. I need help. My help comes from the Lord. He who made heaven and earth is my stability. He is my sun shield. He is my security. He will keep me from all harm everywhere, all the time. May it be that our hearts will run to him for help rather than to anything else. And if you're saying, well, how do I know he will help me? Well, friends, it seems to me that he has already proven his willingness and his commitment to help by doing the ultimate in coming to our rescue. What am I talking about? The cross of Jesus Christ. You see, that was the ultimate expression of God our helper. We were lost. We were dead. We were doomed in our sin. We were deserving of the wrath of God. Deserving of the judgment of God. And God said, I want to help the people I love. And so he became one of us. Lived a perfect life. Died on the cross to bear the punishment for our sin. Was buried in the grave. Rose from the dead. Ascended up into heaven as Lord. Rules and reigns as king over all. Until all of his enemies are made his footstool. Then he will come back for us. Then he will come back for us. But he has proven his help. All the way through. On a hill called Calvary. Where for our sakes he made himself poor that we might be made rich in him. If you have any doubt about the helping love of God, remember the cross. And realize that if he did that for you, then he will surely meet every need you have in your life every day. God is our helper and our strength and ever-present help in trouble. Let's pray. Father, my prayer is that this will be for us not theory, not cliche, but truth that sinks deeply, deeply into our souls for your glory.